Let's bring Rebecca Felton on the phone, Senior Market Strategist and Portfolio Manager at Riverfront Investment Group. Rebecca, what stands out to me in your report is you give a good uh, bit of time to geopolitical events in your analysis, and I do think maybe that is uh, under-discussed, uh, where we're focused on the Fed, we're focused on earnings too, but in the background, lingering Russia invasion of Ukraine, COVID cases going back up in China. What's the risk point here around the world from that perspective? Well, Oliver, thank you so much for having me. And I think that it is underappreciated in the markets. Obviously, it's getting a lot of airtime today. I know there have been some press conferences today in terms of talking about uh, embassy personnel leaving and uh, troops potentially uh, moving uh, from NATO. So there is it's just one more arrow in the quiver, if you will, of negative news that are rattling folks here um, at a time when there's already a lot on the plate. Omicron, Fed policy, inflation, those types of things. How do we know if uh, something like uh, Russia's posturing in Ukraine turns into a market event? Um, is it crude oil? Is it uh, just risk in general? How do we kind of gauge these things and their ranking compared to some of these other themes we're talking about, inflation here, Fed pivot, et cetera? I think it's a great question. I don't know how much specific impact you could attribute to that. It's just, again, one more thing when you have a basket of things that are making folks nervous in a, in a period where we're looking at decelerating growth year over year, 22 versus 21. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's, it's just a one more thing as opposed to a single uh, thing that's going to, you're going to be able to say this is what's moving the markets today. Okay. So right now, what do you expect uh, in terms of the overall language uh, from our policymakers? Uh, we've got the Fed this week as we look at minutes. We heard from the president last week that it is the Fed's job to combat inflation. Does that mean they're locked in? I believe the Fed, or we believe the Fed will make some moves uh, in May. We don't expect there to be anything coming, or in March, rather. We don't expect there to be anything out of this week's meeting. Uh, but definitely, we expect there to continue to be a firm tone and lay the groundwork for tightening um, of, of not just you know raising rates, but also uh, quantitative tightening in terms of uh, rimming, uh, working off the balance sheet. If they just kind of confirm what's been percolating, uh, the tapering and the hike in March. Are we saying that uh, that's getting well priced in or uh, how do we kind of assess what they've already told us versus what could be surprise? Like uh, it doesn't sound like uh, you think there's much potential for surprise. The market seems to be freaking out anyway today. <laughs> it's a very good point. I mean, when you think about what a month or so ago, we, we the expectations were for two rate hikes in 2022. Now it seems that consensus has moved to four hikes, and over the weekend reading, uh, there were even mentions of, of five hikes. So I, I think if they stick with the four hikes this week and don't give any language that's more hawkish in tone, then perhaps we could see a rally on that. Okay. So at this point, maybe the bar is set kind of low for any positive surprise. Where does this lead your team in terms of what you want to own? Is this a dip buying in the uh, companies that, in Caroline's words, fell from grace in their momentum leadership? Or is this avoiding and pivoting to companies that are going to be more attached to inflation? Well, we had already taken some risk off the table back in December. Um, with that said, we are overweight equities, but we're also overweight cash relative to bonds. So we had already uh, 
increased our cash levels just a little bit. For us, this is more of a reset. We don't necessarily want to react to what's going on. We are big on risk management and big on process. So we've been watching for a while and sort of had lines drawn in the sand that if this happens, we'll do this. Um, so we've been working through those types of scenarios over the last few days, and we try to be um, objective when we make decisions. So we're still leaning into uh, equities, prefer the U.S., we have a heavy um, concentration still of technology with an emphasis on software and services. Okay. Large companies that can grow earnings still and have cash flow and balance sheet strength. But uh we balanced it with industrial. So we've, we've sort of balanced um, the, the two in a barbell approach, if you will. I see. So using some of that uh, cash to put to work uh, in a barbell growth value, getting a little bit at the same time. and. Uh, avoiding bonds, though, sounds like uh, one of the main theses as well here in an inflationary environment. Yes, we are still um, we still prefer uh, to lean away from them. Um, there could be a time later on this year where we might get more interested, but it is not now. Okay. All right, Rebecca. Thanks for being here. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate the update and thoughts. Thank you. You got it, Rebecca Felton joining us so from Riverfront Investment Portfolio Manager.